having me. Let me start that introduction again. This is the second episode in our Go Wild with Wikis, which is being done in conjunction with EduBlogs Live and Classroom 2.0. The whole purpose of this series is uh, to, um, to give people that are new to using these web technologies enough skills so that they can start using it with their students, but also hopefully for those that are more experienced, they can be helping us out and sharing their ideas, plus also getting some extra tips. So for those that haven't uh, don't know that much about me, I'm facilitating these sessions and the whole way in which I like to do these is to encourage as much conversation as possible to happen. So you'll see that I'll ask quite a bit for people to pick up a, the microphone, to use the chat area to write on the whiteboards because it's really about a conversation uh, and we like to have as much conversation as possible. In terms of, of, of who I'm about, I, I do work for EduBlogs. And uh, I blog on the Edgy Blogger. A lot of people are familiar with that. I went for a different picture to today. I thought you might be interested in knowing some of a little bit about some of the other work I do. And my normal, my other job is I'm a, an a aquaculture lecturer. I teach people how to farm fish. And this is one of the boats that I get to go out with on occasionally, and that takes about 40 people. A little bit of a sidetrack today. Um, in terms of experience. Uh, a large part of what I do for EduBlogs is teaching educators on how to use technologies, regardless of what type of technologies. So to get started for the day, it's always great to start off with where you are. And if you can just click on the pointer in your left, and I get my, my hands back front, but in your left area, you'll be able to get grab the pointer and point where you are. I'm located right here in Perth, Western Australia. So if we can just indicate on the map where you're from, and if you want, uh, you can be writing in the chat area a little bit about yourself. So we've got some excellent, we've got quite a few people from North America. We've got a few people from Australia. Um, I know we've got a couple from Egypt today, so um, it's really, really early in the morning there, so we really appreciate the fact that you've joined us here, and uh, thanks for being up in the middle of the night to join us. Now last time we were talking about wikis, and um, this is a, a, a quick screenshot of the, my wiki. Uh, which is quite well known and it's all about building your own personal learning network. And I'm just bringing up that screenshot to remind those that, that were here that this is what we're talking about, wikis. And for those that weren't here in the last session, to just quickly go over the fact that the, the, what wikis are. So can I just start off at the beginning and get somebody to grab the mic and just quickly tell us what is, uh, what is a wiki? Okay, let's try that again. There's chocolates involved. If Sunny picks up the mic, we will have some virtual chocolate happening. So if somebody can give me a very quick definition of what they see a wiki is. I, I think a wiki is where you can uh, collaborate together. It's an edit editable web page 
that can be um, uh, edited by anyone who's a member of that particular wiki. Excellent definition, and you um, can can everybody uh, please clap, and I'll put the clap bar clap going because that was an excellent job. I put you on the spot, and wikis are as as you said as simple as that. Um, that you can quickly edit a wiki and by click on the edit button and you can build yourself a very quick website and that's what wikis are, wikis are about. And today what I'm going to be talking mostly about is the collaboration aspect that you just brought up with wikis. And um, what I want to remind you all of is this, although at the moment we're talking about the tool, and we're using a tool for an outcome. And often, when we do these sort of Web 2.0 sessions, we spend a lot of time talking about the tool, and and we're using this tool, and then by using that tool, ultimately we're trying to achieve that outcome. And in, and and some of the comments on my post recently have been talking about the outcome they're trying to achieve with the tool. And so before I start, I just want to remind everybody of of this sort of fact, and I'm going to use a, an example of fish farming, even though you, you might not be able to relate to it, but hopefully you'll remember it to when you're thinking about using a tool for a task. But um, imagine, we get a lot of people in my industry that, that already have a, a great uh, location. So they've got a house and it might be located on the river, and one day they wake up and they think, I'm going to be a fish farmer because I think it would be just great to sit there and cast my rod into the, the, the river or the pond, and I'm going to make lots of money from being a fish farmer. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to um, have put the, all these cages outside my front door near the river, and I'm going to make all this money from this fish, and it's going to be great. And it's a perfect location because this is where it's located. The only trouble is, is that they 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 started out with um, a great idea, but they already owned the location, and they set about trying to achieve that outcome based on that that whole point that they were going to always start with that original situation and there would be no way that you would ever be able to put a fish farm in front of the uh, opera house. So, and, and it's a common problem that we see happening with new people. New fish farmers will do that and new people using online tools will do exactly the same thing. They will start with that, that tool so they'll have very set ideas that they're going to use a particular tool for a task. And then from using that tool, they're going to get the outcome. You always need to go from the opposite direction, and, which is always hard, but think about what is your outcome. What am I trying to achieve? The, the fish farmer is trying to achieve the fish. In our case, what are we trying to achieve? Think about you know, you know, why are we using it in the first place, and then choose the tools or tool, the tool or tools based on being the best tool for that job. So just always focus on the fact that always use the, the right tool for the job and, and that's probably the most common trap that new people fall into is that they try to make the, the wrong tool fit the outcome they're trying to achieve. So today we're talking about using wikis for collaboration and wikis are great for project type work where you're pulling together the 
a project or you've got some final tasks that you're trying to complete or you're trying to do some collaborative work, that's where they are really great. And, and these great collaborative projects where you're getting students working on, on a particular task together are a really good way to go, as well as if you want to do it globally and have students around the world connecting up together, then they're a great way to go. But before I start talking about collaboration, it'd be really handy to know how much experience you've had with wikis. So if you can go to the top of the screen and click on the green check mark or tick, depending on where you are in the world, if you have used wikis in any way to collaborate with students, if you've never used them, can you press the red cross? And if we can get that totaled up, as, do that as quickly as possible, we'll put the final outcome on the board. So as, as quickly as possible, almost done. So while Wikis are, are, are really great for things like I do where I, I resource share and there's just me writing that information up there. They're even better where you get several people working together on the same page. So Carol, do you want to quickly publish those results and write them on the whiteboard for me? Right, so we've got text tool. 20, 28 have and 14 haven't. Great. So I have to remember that. So a lot of these tools that we use online, one of the, the, the best aspects of them is that we can have students working together and collaborating together to do the work together. And the benefit of that is that you get, can get greater innovation. So there's lots of other benefits as to why you might want to get your students collaborating with an online tool. Um, here I've got an example of just one person trying to do a task. What I want to do is drop the microphone. I want people to pick up the pen for the whiteboard and be writing on the whiteboard. So on this screen you can see the letter A on the left, the far left-hand side. That A is the better A for writing on the whiteboard. So if I can get you to click up, click on the A and start writing on the whiteboard as to all the different reasons why you might want you to get your students collaborating. Plus I'm also going to get drop the microphone and beg some of you to pick up the mic and start talking about all the different reasons you might think you want to get your students collaborating. So I'm trying to think, get you thinking about what is the outcome you're trying to achieve and then how do you achieve that with the wiki? Okay, I'll jump in there while there's a little space. Uh, I've used wikis mainly for collaboration for my learners who happen to be teachers because that's my role as an e-mentor. And I find that having an, a wiki space for them as they're getting into e-learning gives them an opportunity to practice writing on the web, keeping a blog on the web, sharing URLs on the web, and collecting information and tasks from the wiki. And it's all in one neat place. I also uh, have a few of my teachers who are experimenting right now with having their learners create a wiki as their e-portfolio. 
and the particular kind of whiskey that I like is called wet paint. And they use that to keep their artifacts for their learning. Who else would like to thank you, Carol? And can we get some more people grabbing the mic while I'm trying to move around the lettering on the board? And if the other moderators can help me try moving around the lettering, that would be even great. Better. Sorry, Sal, your mic didn't uh, work. I had to take it away from you. Can I get you to go up to Tools, Audio Setup, and just try using your microphone to um, the Audio Setup to get it working? Can I get somebody else to pick up the mic? Sorry, same again. Um, can I also get you to go up the top and try tools, audio setup, and see if we can get that audio happening as well for you? Because um, it's much better if we can get audio going. To, somebody else try the audio. It might be helpful for kids if they have problems with homework. They could go on and just write down their question, and maybe one of their classmates or the teacher could respond. Yeah, excellent point. Um, and that's a, a great way that people can be using it. Um, and, and if you look at what we're doing here with writing on the whiteboard, technically we're collaborating. Uh, although it looks quite messy at the moment um, because you know we've got a lot of people writing on the whiteboard, it, 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 we're, it, we are collaborating and we're slowly moving it around and we're sharing our ideas. And, and I can tell you right now that when, when we do this sort of situation and we're sharing all the ideas that um, we will come up with better ideas than if I had written this on the whiteboard and tried to explain it to you. So can I get somebody to pick up the microphone or somebody that's been watching the whiteboard and trying to come up with some of the key points that they're seeing being written on the whiteboard? Hello. Sorry, I took the mic off you because the sound wasn't working and then suddenly it started working. Can I try getting you to talk again? Good thing that my students would get more motivated to our learning if they know that the other students are reading what they are writing. Um, and that's exactly correct. What we and it's the same with um, blogging. We find that when people know they're doing it with a global audience, they suddenly it engages them and um, it, it makes them want to get more involved with doing it. Somebody's put their hand up, so I'm hopefully going to get them to talk now. I just have a question. Uh, the wiki, is it like a blog in that it's sort of static? You can go in and change it, but it's not like you're talking to each other uh, right away like we are on this whiteboard. Um, yes and no. I would, I, you know, because I'm coming from a blogging background, I see blogging far more like a conversation like we're having here. Um, whereas, Blogging is great for reflection, 
and for conversation. Wikis are great for pulling together final products. So if, say for example, you wanted your students to do a report on a particular area of science and you got your students together researching that topic and then presenting that information on the topic, that's the power of a wiki. Whereas something like a blog is great for them to reflect on what they're doing. Ruth, did you want to chat? Yes, I did a wiki for a totally different reason. I needed parent volunteers to help in the computer lab with AR testing, so I put up a wiki for teachers to sign up to use the lab at that time with a parent's help. And that way, they could log on, see what times were available, and sign in. I also did one for my son's cross-country team, and they signed up for snacks the same way. And that way, we didn't, nobody had to call anybody. Everybody just logged on, filled in their spot, and it was done. Yeah, and, th and that's another example of how you can collaborate using a wiki for planning. Um, I think, Nancy, you wanted to quickly chat? Um, if you put your hand up, please feel free to just grab the microphone as soon as you see it's free. It's fine to grab the microphone. Uh, okay, well, you asked that uh, that we kind of sum up what we saw on the whiteboard, and I see a couple of things. One, uh, there's a couple of places where it talks about the kids learning how to work with each other uh, and 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 preparing for for being able to do that in the future. And uh, that's a really important thing that that we teach them in the class, but this is, um, maybe a little different than working with someone sitting right next to them. Uh, somebody in the chat mentioned that it's mostly asynchronous. And then uh, there's also some, uh, some mention of the kids creating stuff, uh, creating textbooks or creating content that, um, that they're creating content that can be used later. So th those are just a couple of the things that I saw that linked up. And you've done an excellent job of summarising some of those points. I mean, there are so many great points on that board, which is why I try to encourage everyone to do that. Does any, somebody else want to sum up as well what, what they're interpreting, what we've written up on the board? Hi, I like the immediacy of a wiki. I worked with one with a Latin teacher, and I'm a librarian, and we had the kids doing a lot of research, and mostly having to also cite their sources. And instead of just having them put up stuff that wasn't appropriate, um, we could interact with the kids and give them pointers and things like that. And I think the kids learned a whole lot more than just handing in a report and getting a grade at the bottom and say you cited your sources wrong and you cut, cut and pasted. And it, it was a better learning process for the kids. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's definitely a better learning process because to to create that content and put that content online, the students have to do a much deeper level of thinking and then when the, all the other students are working together and collaborating, um, they're questioning it a lot more and that's why you get that sort of deeper learning happening. Um, does somebody else want to pick up the mic? Yes, hi. The question is, can you hear me? Hello? Uh, yeah, you've, you've sounds fine now. Can I get you to try again? Yes. Okay, so can you, you tell us your question? Ask the question? 
Um, okay, we've, we've lost that, so I'll keep, yeah, you've got to keep your finger on the mic, sorry. Um, and I know it takes a bit longer doing it this way, but I can t tell you that um, the conversation is better if I try and encourage it. I like the idea of the continuous feedback, that opportunity uh, gives teachers uh, a real great opportunity to do some formative assessment. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it, it really does. And it, I mean, there's so much about all these aspects of collaboration and, and the, the benefit to the educator and the benefit to the students. And, and I will definitely take a screenshot of all these things and summarise it on my post uh, for the review of, of, of it because there's so much information everyone's shared here. Um, and I'm clapping um, that, that uh, I will follow up and, and we'll go through it. Uh, later. But one thing that I, I like to talk about was collaboration when we start doing it. So if you're new and, you, and you've gone, you come away from this session and you go, wow, that's a really great idea. I'm going to get my students to work in pairs on a wiki and, and I'm going to do a project and they're going to research a fact about the environment and then they're going to write up on this wiki. Maybe it might be in teams of three. Um, you can get led very astray very easily by one simple fact is that we make an assumption in life that people know how to collaborate. We do the same assumption with students as we do with adults and we assume that, that people naturally understand what the rules of collaboration are and how you collaborate and how you work together. Um, and, and yet, the key, the thing is, it's not something that people naturally understand. I, I've seen, I, I've seen a couple really classic examples of collaboration, and, and it really is an important skill that we need to be teaching our students because these are skills that will help them in their, their learning now and their future career. And a classic example was. I was involved in an online session and we, we were using Google Presentation and we were broken up into groups of six people and we were told to prepare a presentation on um, something. So you had six people working together who were meant to be collaborating to prepare a, a Google presentation. What you had was six people working on six separate slides totally independently of themselves. And these are educators who weren't collaborating, who weren't sharing ideas and pulling their presentation together. That was not collaboration. Um, I've seen that the same with my own work where we've used wikis and it's meant to be collaboration and different people's interpretation of what collaboration is doesn't happen. And, and so you really need to set the guidelines very soon to understand and to model and to teach your students what collaboration is about. So I'm going to bring up this whiteboard and yes, I'm going to ask people to write their ideas again, but I'm also going to drop the mic in the hope that some of you can come up and explain some examples where you've seen collab what you thought was meant to be collaboration go really bad in an online environment so that other people understand the dangers if they don't explain to the students how to collaborate well. Okay, so what we're trying to do is, you know, how do you teach your students how to collaborate online? So what are some of the instructions you give to your students? 
Um, does anybody have any other stories of uh, that can grab the mic of where they thought that they were teaching their students about collaboration and then what they ended up happening was this sad dog look at the bottom where you've got somebody sulking because um, one person's doing all the work and or their work's being overwritten by other people because nobody's understood what collaboration is. A problem the first time I tried any kind of collaboration online uh, with the kids wanting to kind of make a joke out of, you know, they thought it was funny to uh, sign in as somebody else or sign somebody else's name or, uh, you know, that sort of thing, which surprised me. But that's what happened the first time I tried. And probably because I hadn't done, you know, I made assumptions about how they would approach it. I think the first time I tried collaboration on a wiki was with a work colleague and um, it went so badly wrong that we ended up in huge, huge fights where, where the manager had to intervene and it was surely that um, our whole idea of what collaboration was, was about and, and how we approached it was so totally different. Um, and if you don't set those ground rules in place before you start it, it just becomes this nightmare. Why I shied away from it for a while after that. I can totally understand. I mean, from a work point of view, um, I, I, I've been very cautious to, to take that approach since. Um, and you know, you soon learn as to what does and doesn't work. Whereas from my students' point of view, I, I've learned very quickly that if you set the ground rules and you discuss with them very early on, um, the fact that most people don't understand what collaboration is and that they as a team have to, to plan and work together um, and, and discuss the collaboration, then it starts working a lot better. Um, do you want to just pick up the mic? You just need to click on the mic and then just hold it, um, just click on it once and it will stay on. Um, if you click it twice it will hang up. Okay, could you please explain to me how do you start Vicky right at the beginning? I have never done this before. Okay, ne the next session in two weeks time, we're going to start right at the beginning of um, pulling together a wiki and you're going to set up a wiki and um, hopefully and work through it. So we will be covering that, that next week, uh, not next week, two weeks time. Okay, yes, um, Carol, if I can get you to pop in the link of my wiki in the meantime, that will help. Um, and I've, I've also got one uh, on my personal, the other wiki. Can I get somebody to, to help me review what's on the whiteboard because everyone's um, been putting some great points up on there while I've been talking and I know that I'm going to have missed most things. Mike didn't work again. Uh, can I get somebody else to try? Uh, okay, I'm dropping the mic and somebody else is going to try the mic for me. 
can someone explain if there is um, an advantageous use of wikis over Google Docs? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, and for those that aren't aware, a lot of people now are moving towards Google Documents to share um, and collaborate with. And the, and the main reason that there's two main reasons that people are using Google Documents. The reason one is that um, one of the troubles with wikis is that students can overwrite information really easily. So if you've got more than one person working on a, on a wiki page at the same time, um, the one will wipe out the work of another. And um, that's called a wiki war. And the other reason um, that people will choose a wiki over Google Documents or vice versa is whether they want it public or private. So if you want the whole world to see and, and to be able to interact, generally you will go for a wiki. If um, the collaboration aspect with your students is more important um, and you don't care about people being able to see, you'll generally go for a Google document. But please, um, other people pipe up and say why they do it. Uh, I would say one of the reasons is I believe that uh, to be able to do the Google Docs, the kids ha have to have a Google account. And um, my kids are too young for me to be giving them Google email accounts, uh, or rather Gmail e uh, email accounts. And so if I have the wiki space, I can create accounts for them without them having an additional email account beyond the one the school gives them. Yeah, and, and that's another valid reason. So what some schools are doing is they're, they're getting Google Apps to get around that so that they've got a, a Google account for all their students. Um, so so you, you sort of, you tend to find that people are either using wikis in this way to collaborate or Google Documents and they're balancing that based on the features they're looking for. Now, how are we going on the board here? Has, have people been able to manage to read it, or can I get somebody summarising it for me quickly? A big thing seems to be creating rules and having the students assess one another and themselves on their performance. Yeah. So um, definitely the rules, and you know, a lot of these online tools that we're we're working with. Um, we really need to get those rules up front. There's no, there's, there's no difference between any of them. It's like lay the ground rules right at the beginning. In terms of a wiki, you need to lay, uh, in it, if it's collaboration, you need to lay down those rules of collaboration very, very early on. Um, and start educating them about what is collaboration and what you're expecting. Um, a, a really good point that Anne makes, um, I can never say her last name, apologies, um, is because she does a lot of work with wikis, is that you know, teach your students how to use that discussion tab a lot. So do a lot of the collaboration and sharing of ideas first in the discussion tab on a wiki. And how about I bring up my wiki just to, to show that. And then um, then you do that discussion there on the wiki and then um, then you start writing the content. So if somebody can just quickly grab the mic and just ask some more questions while I find a wiki to show. And just while Sue's doing that, I've just picked out one of those points that's on the whiteboard 
um, that resonated with me quite well and that one is collaboration is about establishing expectations and modelling appropriate behaviour in the wiki environment. And I think that's where the teachers need to be quite comfortable in doing that for themselves. And so the best way to start teaching with wikis is to actually start learning with wikis. And you've done one of the best things in enjoying Sue here today on doing that. And uh, please come back for the third one where you can actually work with Sue to create a wiki of your own. How are you going there, Sue? You're right now? Yes, I am. Thanks for that. And that's why I've got um, several moderators helping me. Um, basically, my my philosophy with all these online tools is to encourage you first to start using them yourself so that you feel how differently it changes your learning and you appreciate how you use them. And then once you've used them for your own learning, you then um, start using them with your students. So um, I'm just bringing up, an ex I'm going to go into application sharing. Um, my apologies if you're seeing my Twitter window coming up. And I might become like a chipmunk in a second. Can we all see that wiki okay? Can you click on the smiley face if you can see the wiki? Oh great, you can see it. Okay, so for those that aren't aware, this is part of the Flat Classroom series of projects which I'm going to talk about in a minute if I get time because I notice I'm running out of time. But they use the discussion tab a lot and um, that's where they're encouraging their students to work on it. So for example, this one on uh, this project that the students have had to do on mobiles, if you click on there, You'll have students that are, you'll have several students that are located in different countries that have to work on this project together. How they're meant to be doing it is they're, they're encouraged to use the discussion tab and be discussing their, their ideas about the wiki and how they're meant to be using it and the content and exchanging ideas in there. Um, that is a quite a hard skill to, to teach your students and you'll see um, that the, the students are struggling with that aspect um, but that's something that you need to be getting them to do as much of the collaboration as possible about how we're going to approach the task and what are we going to do using the mechanism of things like the discussion tab. Once they've discussed all their ideas and worked out how they're going to do it, and here we're talking if they're based in different countries. Obviously if they're in a classroom situation they would be doing it face to face. If they're doing it from home they'd be using the discussion tab. Once they've done all that process, then they'd be pulling it together and writing the content together and collaborating on the content and editing it together. So that's the, the whole way in which you would do it on a, on a wiki sort of situation. I will be once again um, taking a screenshot of this section and I'll be writing some extra notes um, of some of the tips that I use with collaboration. I'm going to drop the mic so you can I um, give your feedback or start ask your question. What if you have a student who's not uh, very good at writing. Is there a way that they could make an audio file for discussion? Uh, yeah, um, and that's in fact what I encourage um, educators to think about is the fact that while you might, and, and 
everybody's engaged by different tools. So while you might have some people that are really um, into text and liking writing text, you can get other students um, doing using audio or other students using video. It doesn't really matter as long as they're preparing the content. They learn. Students learn just as much from creating an audio or a video as and writing text. You can upload audio and video directly into your wiki just as you can to a, a blog or a lot of these online tools. So um, excellent. Um, has that answered the question? Um, yeah, so it's a very easy process to upload the audio and embed the audio or take it from other locations. So um, the fact classroom projects is, is, is the projects that um, in terms of large global collaborative projects that, that an idea for you definitely to check out. If you want to see how empowering wikis are with students, these are the projects you need to be checking out. Can I get you to click on the green check mark if you've already checked out the flat classroom projects or the red check mark if you've never heard of them before? Great. So um, we do have quite a few people that haven't heard of their projects. Well, um, somebody that has, can I get you to grab the audio and just share your thoughts about the flat classroom projects? Um, Ernie, ha have you got a mic? Can you talk about your experience with um, being involved with them? Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, please feel free to uh, write in the chat area a little bit about it. Um, Great, thanks a lot. You know, if you're going to talk about the empowering projects that you can get involved with with using wikis and how you can collaborate, these the flat classroom project series are the ones that you really should look at um, because they give you a lot of ideas of how you could be using wikis in your own classroom and how you might use them to collaborate. Both Vicky and Julie are you know, some of the most highly experienced people using wikis because uh, with students to collaborate because they've been doing it for a long time. And, I, and if you uh, read blogs, I strongly recommend that you, you subscribe to both of their blogs because they share so much um, information about it. So um, they started their projects in 2006 and um, the original project, every, everyone in their series is, is generally based on a, a particular book and, and what they do or a particular report and what they do is they break up their projects into um, sections and then they get their students to uh, collaborate with students around the world. So um, there will be lots and Schools around the world have to submit to be part of the project and have to show that they are willing to do the, the high level of commitment required to be, participate. And then students in one country will uh, collaborate with students in another country. And um, by doing that, they will write up information about it from their point of view. So for example, that, that example I showed you about mobiles was all about mobile um, uh, I think they range in age, but Ernie, can you answer that question? What is the age of the teachers? Um, they, all the teachers, uh, all the students and teachers that become involved in the flat classroom project series have gained so much from it. 
grade nine onwards. Thanks, you Sue. Um, so the original project was based on the the uh, world is flat, and if you haven't read that book, I strongly recommend that you read that book. Um, uh, then, so so generally, I think from memory, they're twice a year. So then, so. First part of the year you have one project, and the second part of the year you have the other project. They're similar to the student blogging challenge in that they go over a very short length of time. Um, the Horizon project was based on the Horizon report by the New Media Consortium, which this year has um, been combined with the Net Generation project. Uh, let me just go back a bit. Um, if you're familiar with Vicky's work, she's very passionate about the whole fact that we, it's really important for us as educators to make our students more culturally aware. Through projects like the Flat Classroom Project, the, stu the students gain a lot more of an understanding of um, each other's cultures. Um, because they have to communicate with each other while they're preparing their work and um, uploading it. They learn more about where each other lives and it breaks down some of the, the misinformation that we have about each other. Just as on Twitter, we'll have what might be seen as meaningless conversations, um, for example, of words that we use. It helps break down that cultural things that we're, we're going going on. It also teaches them the collaboration skills. So originally the, the flat classroom projects were about connecting up students and, and students collaborating and learning about each other. They've now taken the, their whole series of projects to the absolute next level where not only are students collaborating together and educators are collaborating with the students, they're now getting an author collaborating together um, and that's that's the power of, of these sort of projects is where you can get experts in. I mean, projects that you do where you collaborate with your students on a wiki don't have to be anywhere near as big as these ones. Kerry, do you want to pick up the mic? When you were talking about uh, the kids becoming culturally aware, it just occurred to me that only the kids who have access to these type of tools uh, are going to be able to use it. So are kids going to get a skewed view of the world uh, because of all the, the kids out there who don't have a voice? I, I think, uh, <clears throat> sorry I'm losing my voice now, I think any time that you have an opportunity to talk to somebody from a different location, you are automatically becoming more culturally aware. I'm forever in my conversations online suddenly realising that, that I've had a lot of misconceptions about people located in other places that, that have been corrected as a result of the conversations I engage with and the collaboration that happens. Um, but somebody else pick up the mic and share their thoughts on that. Yeah, I'll just pop in again and, and uh, make a point for you, Carrie, and anyone else who's thinking along these lines that, you know, is it uh, going to be more difficult for people to get access to the tools? In my view, it will become much easier. Things are going to change very rapidly and we've already gone through a very rapid change here in the use of the Read White Light web. And as we gain more momentum with the use of web tutorials 
appropriately, and that is through the modelling of the teachers who are currently using them online, then you're going to get a stream of demand from new students in schools and of course into uh, higher education. So I think it's going to make a really great change to the way in which we start communicating globally. And, and you know that was a point that I, I made in the last session is that these what these tools do is allow us to communicate in ways that we never could before and um, those that will succeed will gain if we give them these you know yes we'll succeed regardless but we, it will help us better if we're more able to use these um, these tools well so um, the reason why I'm showing you their projects is I don't, I don't, I'm not saying get involved with the flat classroom project. I mean these are huge projects. I'm saying take some of the ideas from these projects and use them when you go to use them with with, with students because they gi they give you a good idea of what you can do and how empowering they can be um, with your students. So. Um, but and you know a common question that people will ask me is well I'm using a wiki um, and I'm doing this um, there's so much more um, to it so just let let me explain to you you know you don't just use one tool because one tool might not necessarily achieve the outcome if you look at the flat classroom project you've got to focus on you know these these things you know. You, all tools need some way of communicating, connecting, collaborating, creating. Well, in the flat classroom project, what have they done to make that happen? Well, to communicate, they're using a Ning. All the students involved in it are part of a Ning, um, and and um, just like Classroom 2.0 is a Ning, as is um, you know they are using a Ning, and and there's a lot of reasons why a Ning is well great for communicating. Other people won't use a Ning, they will use um, a blog. Regardless, think about how you're going to get, if you're going to do it across um, locations, you need to use it to communicate. Um, connecting, well they're connecting across large areas, so they're using Illuminate just as we use here. If you were just using it within your classroom, you might have some sort of instant messaging system where they could connect outside a class. Um, it doesn't have to be as elaborate as, as um, Illuminate, but just think about how you can connect. How are they going to collaborate? Well, they're collaborating on the wiki. What are they going to create? Not only are they creating text, but they're creating a video. Every single one of their projects has to have um, a video as part of their content that they're creating. That's one of the features. So uh, if you want to have a look at their the Ning, and I'll bring that up. If you just wait a second, um, I'm going to drop the mic so somebody else can talk, and then I'm going to bring up their their Ning so that you can see how they're using the Ning. Um, so two seconds, somebody grab the mic. Okay, I'll jump in there. Is anyone wanting to make a comment or ask a question at this stage? Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah, it looks like I'm on talk. I can't see my name there. Um, it was interesting listening in in the back channel when um, Julie and Vicky were running their session in Qatar. 
which I think was the, the final session of one of their flat classroom projects. And there were students there in Qatar from USA, Qatar, Australia and various other countries of the world. And a lot of what the kids then wrote on their blogs about the way that they had to collaborate together and work together and the one thing that they found really interesting was that kids all around the world are the same. It doesn't matter what country you come from, what religion you are, um, they found that the kids were always the same. And so that was really interesting to listen to at their um, final sessions when the students presented. And I think that that, that is an important um, thing for us to be realise is you know we, we build up this misconception of what, you know, what each other's like and these sort of projects bring it down. Um, so as I keep saying, I'm not saying you have to get involved with these really large collaborative projects, start small um, and be doing it within your classroom but just look at how they're doing these large projects because you can learn a lot from how they are modelling collaboration with their projects. So for communication they use this thing that I've just brought up. Um, and each student will have their own page. They can be discussing things in the forum. Um, so, so they had conversations led in here um, by Don and the, the students were interacting with him. They could upload videos, they could write blog posts, um, they could comment on each other's page. It was a way in which they could communicate um, and connect with each other. Then they were pulling together their work on the wiki, so um, the, the topics on each group was divided into um, topics, so some wrote up information and presented information on mobiles, some did it on cloud computing, some did it on geo everything, so I've got the, idea, the ideas there. Just go to each, each page, go through the different um, ones of theirs and just see how they've been doing what they're doing. Read through that discussion tab. Look at the conversations they've had and take on board what has been good and what you know what have they struggled with, um, because you gain a lot from what they've been getting up to. Uh, and I've given you the links there, and I'll make sure I put all the links in the blog post. Um, we don't really have enough time to do this, but one of the dangers you have on a wiki is called a wiki war where people overwrite each other. We're probably not going to have a lot of time to um, brainstorm this, but I'm just going to go and quickly get a link to my blog post where people have been writing about all the, the traps that you can fall in with, to with using wikis with students and ways around them. So if um, I can get you all talking about any of the concepts we've spoken about today or putting up your own tips here or advice on which wiki you suggest people try out, um, please go for it because we've only got four minutes left. Thanks, Sue. Look, I noticed that quite a few people have just joined in. Uh, perhaps you're coming in at the last minute here and wondering what on earth we're talking about. Uh, Sue's been talking about the importance of collaboration in choosing a Web2 tool to suit a purpose. And the wiki is the one we're focused on today. But we've kind of gone off into various tangents. But we'd be really interested to know from those new to the session or those who've been listening for the hour, 
to come on now to the microphone and just give us your insight into what you've learned today from Sue's presentation. So don't be shy, just pick up the microphone and tell us what you're thinking. Okay, maybe I should um, pick on someone. Is Nancy still here? <laughs> Nancy, do you want to come back or carry and um, just give us uh, a, a final thought that you might have uh, gained from today's session, please? Hi, it's Nancy. I uh, feel uh, sometimes overwhelmed with the whole process of trying to get the teachers to collaborate with me. I'm a librarian. And uh, I think their time is one of the biggest problems I have. I teach the kids how to use wikis, and, and I do a practice wiki with them, and then I get a teacher involved in it. And I, I just think teacher time for me is my biggest problem. Yeah, great point. It's the um, particular thing that we have the least of these days. And uh, you know, bringing up that point about time, I think having a, a wiki space in which you can collaborate has the potential of saving a great deal of time. Anyone else like to make a comment or ask a question, please go ahead and pick up the mic. I think the biggest thing I picked up from the session was starting with a mission or a goal and then picking the tool. Uh, sometimes I get excited about the fun things that are out there and I don't really go anywhere with it. And and um, can uh, Kim or Carol find that virtual chocolate? Um, because that was really the the whole message today that I was really trying to make sure that people keep remembering, because it's a trap that we all fall into is we get so caught up in the tool that we try we forget what what at the end of the day we're trying to achieve. Hi, can you hear me? I started a wiki in my class, mainly to use the tool. I didn't have really the objective. I can see that now. I didn't prepare the kids with the rules ahead of time. I didn't know what the rules needed to be. But now I can see um, what happened. We Once the kids learned to use the email, uh, I lost control of the of the wiki, and I had inappropriate things going on. Had to shut it down. But one good thing we had on our wiki, we had a, a page for the principal, and I got him interested because I let the kids ask questions to the principal, and he would come on every day and look at them and answer their questions. And that was a fun page that we had on our wiki. Yes, Susan, and I, uh, I, I really was glad that when you you wrote that onto the the blog post, um, because you know I'm very experienced with using all these tools, and and I wouldn't have even thought about that potential danger with the emails. So um, it was really good that you brought that to everyone's attention, um, because we need to, you know the. We can't plan for everything, but if we know the, the challenge that other people have faced, we can then go about then making it, everything better for everyone else. Yes, and I think that if I'd had more of uh, the rules set ahead of time, I would have done a lot better with it. Um, 
you know, and I keep say, you know saying to people, you know, the more you you, you practice just for your own personal use, um, and then the more you use with students, it get, does get easier. So, like, I'd never encourage somebody to start off with some big, massive global projects like Vicky and Julie um, do, but you know, start off yourself. So use it first for your own own learning or use it, you know, if you've got an interest, you, you know, um, you know, if you've got a, a sports club that you're interested in and you'd li like to um, be, you know, be putting stuff up there, learn, use it there to um, practice there. Then as you feel more comfortable, then start using it with your students. Then you start getting a clear way of which you're using it. You know, I've got lots of examples where it didn't work the first time and, and you know what? Most things in life don't work the first time, but you know you just keep trying, and it will happen. Excellent comments from our audience today, Sue. I think they've wrapped up a lot of the learning, gathering by the amount of flurry on the whiteboard and in the picture. And uh, I found some chocolate for you. It's on your next page. If you want to award that to some of our brave speakers today. <laughs> She's given us some Twitterolic chocoholic. Um, I think she deserves a clap for bringing that one together pretty quickly. Um, so, if, as she said, we really do appreciate all the um, the the way in which you you're, you're pulling together your ideas and jumping on the microphones. I know that when I I give you this sort of task of of jumping on the microphones, I am. It is quite challenging because um, you know a lot of you probably aren't so used to it. You know, I, I like the um, trying to collaborate on the whiteboard and sharing ideas. Obviously, I've got to think of, about some better ways in which we can do it. I mean, this week we've we've had 53 people doing it. Last week we had 100 people doing it, um, and that's probably more to do with the fact that we've got two sessions clashing. Um, Congratulations, Susan. I'm so glad you did speak and make sure you have some of that chocolate. Uh, if anyone's got some ideas and tips of, of how I could be um, getting people to exchange ideas uh, you know, and share ideas um, that might work better than me getting you to write notes on the whiteboard, um, please feel free to share your thoughts because uh, this is a working together type session. <coughs> Dropping the mic uh, if you wanted to talk. Um, so we we have now finished our session on wikis for this this week, and um, two weeks' time we will be doing a more hands-on session where we will be going in and editing and and putting uh, going through the whole process. If um, we will be working with wiki spaces, so you'll it definitely will be a case of getting your hands dirty and uh, it could be interesting um, and uh, I'm, I'm quite happy to stay on here for a while and discuss discussing all these things. Can I get somebody to finish off by uh, trying to read the notes on the whiteboard and uh, tell me what, what messages they're getting out of the whiteboard here at the moment? Okay, let me have a go at this from the top down. Someone likes to play with the Web2 tools first, then develop a project around them, and students can then develop authorship and ownership. I like that comment very much. Um, someone really likes Wiki Spaces, they love the controls, because it also has excellent support bar email. 
and um, clear framework built so that students know where to put their stuff. I think that's so important with Wiki, because you can do anything, uh, some structure is required. PB works for them because it's the first time they've used and they feel most comfortable with. I think that's a, a good comment to make, that you choose one that you like and you probably will stick with it. I'm a big advocate of that uh, wet paint because of that. Um, lots of people are using Wikispaces and PD works, wet paint. Um, an objective here, help teachers with tech standards. Goal, have the teachers collaboration in great sites and use the tool which you can click on there, it's a live link, on mets.wikispaces.com. And right at the bottom there, PB works more like a web page formally on depending on what you need and the way you work with it. So I hope we've summarised that on the whiteboard for you. Remember you can take a snapshot of that if you like by going into File, Save, Whiteboards. Um, thanks for helping me out there, Carol. Uh, I've been too busy moving words around. Um, so I'm just laughing at, at the and telephone too. Can somebody click the smiley face for the way if you put there and telephone too? <laughs> and I'd love to know which company is using the telephone. Looks like nobody's admitting to, to that one. Um, obviously, one of the uh, wiki companies has. Uh, Allows people to ring them. Um, it, you know, and I do have to say that um, working for Edgy Blogs, it's a common complaint is that uh, users would love to be able to contact us by phone. Um, I, I admire a wiki company that allows their users to contact them by phone, but um, with over 300,000 users on our system, um, 24 hours a day, I would not enjoy answering the phone. Um, I also need to say, uh, because I forgot to at the end, uh, that uh, we, we this session was supported by Illuminate and uh, we'd like to thank uh, Illuminate for this um, providing us with this mechanism and you can get your own free Illuminate room. Uh, I'm not sure which link I'm meant to give. Let me give a link for, for ours. It has exactly all the same features as this, uh, except that it's limited to only three other people, and you can um, it, you can do everything except re do a, a recording. So let me get the link for you to get your own free one if you'd like. Sorry, I've got the mic still. I'm just getting the link. Here you go. Uh, if you'd like to get a V room, there you go. Yeah, I've got to make sure I get the sponsor in there. Um, if you can click on that link, you can have your own free V room. I'm willing to stay in uh, here for a while if anybody wants to ask any questions. And uh, Carol, if you can stop the recording, that would be excellent. So um, please feel free to ask any questions. And uh, thanks Classroom 2.0, Illuminate, uh, for uh, working together with us on this series. Thank you, Sue. Let's have a big round of applause for Sue. We're a, a lot of hard work today. And uh, let's do it in the traditional Illuminate way. Thanks, guys. And I'll now stop the recorder.